At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool. You're now tuned in to The Investor Show, where we teach simple wealth creation for the common investors. With investment advisor, award-winning author, international speaker, and founder of Royal Financial Investment Group, Prince Dykes. Once again, guys, welcome, welcome to The Investor Show. As always, this is your host, Prince Dykes, coming to you guys with another great uh, episode on a podcast, YouTube, wherever you may find uh, this audio. And thank you guys for tuning in. Um, as always, I don't have a lot of time, so I definitely know you guys don't have a lot of time. So we're going to jump straight into it. Today we have a very, very special guest, as you guys can probably always see from the description box and flyers or whatnot. Um, we have Mr. Dave Austin. You know, he's a, uh, a mental focus coach, a former professional tennis, tennis uh, player, professional tennis player. Uh, he's been seen all over the place, best-selling author. I mean, being seen all over the place as far as, you know, CNN, CBS, um, I can't name them all, but there's plenty of them. Pretty big places. He's a best-selling author of his book, B.A. Beast, um, and all the other good stuff. But um, I'm not going to do a lot of talking. I'm going to let him do a lot of talking for himself. So, Mr. Austin, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing awesome. Awesome. Thanks for allowing me to, to spend some time with you. Uh, I was impressed with all that you're doing when I met you in Miami. So, uh, you know, <laughs> glad to be here okay. to support Definitely. Thank you. Um, the, the big thing to everybody out there who don't know who Mr. Austin is or, or whatnot, can you like tell us about yourself, where you come from, and how did you get started on this path? Uh, absolutely. Well, you know, the funny thing, how did I get started on this path? I mean, you really want to go all the way back. My dad was a Navy <laughs> chaplain, and he served mm-hmm. in World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. I mean, he, he had it, in fact, uh, at uh, Iwo Jima when... Uh, you know, the chaplains aren't supposed to lead the charge. They're supposed to come out after the beaches are cleared, you know. But my dad was just that type of guy. And, you know, after they had, after wave after wave, you know, finally the admirals and generals were going to come ashore. And one admiral goes, where's Chaplain Austin? Where's Chaplain Austin? we got to go to shore. And um, mm. uh, a sailor said, well, sir, he was on the first boat this morning. So my dad, <laughs> with a big cross on his helmet, without a weapon, you know, um, was leading the charge, getting out in front of everyone and giving communion, you know, to them as they hit the, the foxholes. <laughs> and uh, it was just who my dad was. And when they put up that flag, the machine gun fire was still going on. He gave communion on his belly. And uh, so, you know, whenever I think of making a commitment to something, 
having the faith to see it through. And if I start feeling like, man, I can't do this, I, I don't know. I think about my dad, how he was willing to take machine gun fire on for what he believed in. And then it gives me the strength to go, hey, man, I can get through this. I can do this. Because I know a lot of your, the people that are in your podcast are you know, entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and, and are, are, people, are, are those in the service. And, you know, and, and so I hope that that inspires you. I asked my dad, you know, why did you do it? And I, actually, it was my brother that asked my dad, he said, why did you do it? You know, and, you know, because you know, he didn't tell us. It was more at his retirement uh, that an admiral talked about this. And, uh, and, and so we learned of this, and he did the same thing at Saipan, another bloody battle. You know, we're, I'm lucky to be alive. But, but here's what my, my father's answer was, because that's where I was needed most. I love God, and I love my Marines. End of story. And so that's been a motivating factor. I mean, I know I took a different path. You know, I, I was very passionate about sports. I was very fortunate that, you know, I was gifted as an athlete. But it takes more than just a gift. You need to use your gifts, right? And you need to get out there and practice. So I went to college on a football and baseball scholarship. I was pretty well on my path to become a professional baseball player when I uh, got in a horrendous car accident. And at one point, it looked like I'd never walk again. And so um, to rehabilitate myself, you know, I, I, and getting to walk and all that, I, I started playing tennis. This sounds so bizarre that, that what took place, but I started playing and started getting, you know, get movement again, and it helped me. And then I transferred colleges, and I went to San Diego State, and then I, you know, here I had a scholarship to play football and baseball, but I walked on in tennis on San Diego State and ended up, after a year, earning a scholarship and then going on and becoming a world-ranked player and getting to travel all over the world and see the world um, as a young you know, man. It was really a, you know, you learn so much through that. So, um, you know, it's, it's interesting how, you know, what, how we move forward in life. But through that, because of some of the exposure I got in professional tennis, I came back after, you know, I stopped and I was invited to, I had a passion about uh, acting and that. And I ended up being uh, cast in a movie called Uncommon Valor with Gene Hackman and Patrick Swayze. And um, we filmed it where you are. I mean, well, we filmed it on the island of Kauai. And uh, it turned out to be a blockbuster movie. And that led to giving me the opportunity to be in a movie called The Jagged Edge with... uh, Jeff Bridges and Glenn Close, and then I was in a, a, a TV miniseries, uh, Rod F. Kenny, His Life of Times, then a TV show called The Oldest Rookie, and so, you know, I was, I was moving forward in that, but there was always a deeper calling in me. When I was at college, I, I got a degree in psychology because I always wanted to be a coach. You know, that's really what I felt was my destiny, so to speak, but here I am all of a sudden doing all this acting, and you know, I, when Diet Coke first came out, I was the on-camera guy. I, even I, it just a lot of different things that I did there, but, um, but I knew my calling was to coach. And uh, so even when I was doing the acting, and then I actually ended up running a record label. We had universal distribution. Even when I was doing that, I was coaching. And I ended up doing the U.S. Olympic team, going to the World Cup with them to Scotland, and we had the best results ever. And then I did the Los Angeles Dodgers, and we went from the pennant to winning it. So I knew I had a special gift, 
because I was very passionate about it, and I worked at what I do. You know, I didn't become a professional tennis player without putting hours and hours upon, you know, on the practice court. But I, I love that. I love to do the work. I never looked at it as like, oh, my gosh, I just got to go out and pound it. I looked at it as what a gift it was, and I pounded it because I loved it. And I did the same thing as far as mental performance. And I just, you know, went out there. I became, a, as I mentioned, a, you know, a world-ranked tennis player and traveled the world and, and then, you know, did the acting. And so, you know, I had this deep within me, but I was doing other things other than I was – I did those, the coaching I just mentioned, but all of a sudden I just went, you know, I remember walking out in my yard and said, God, I am so grateful for the things I get to do. But I realized that hmm. I just want to coach. And it was, a, it was a moment where I thought, do I leave the, 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 the entertainment business behind so that I could just be full-time coaching? And could I make a living doing it? Those are question marks, you know? I didn't know if I could do it or not, but I knew I had a gift and I knew I had a passion and I knew I was willing to keep diving and learning more each day. So, you know, I ended up working with a, with a minor league baseball player that, that ended up after we started working, going on to becoming an MVP in major league baseball and word got around that, Oh my gosh, you know, who, what, how did this guy go and do turn his career around so drastically. So more and more, I had a chance to work with major league baseball players and then uh, started working you know, also in the NFL and then Olympic athletes and that. So it just fell into place. And from the exposure I got in sports, I started getting invited to speak and I've spoken all over the world now. I've spoken at the UN, uh, you know, the Global Summit. I went to India and spoke at the World Wellness uh, Congress. Uh, I went to Uzbekistan and spoke at the president's uh, delegation. You know, just been very honored to, to, to get these opportunities. I spoke at Harvard, and I developed a system. And I think, you know, if we have a system, we can always strive more. You know, it's one thing to hear things and understand things, but to actually be it, if you can have it like a guiding system in place. And so... You know, the company that I formed is Extreme Focus. And, you know, part of my journey is I came across uh, one of the most brilliant men I've ever met. He was from Australia, Roger Anthony. And he incorporated animals into anchors to trigger right action. And when we met each other, we knew we were destined to work together. And we, we brought our work together. And that's how, you know, the book you talked about came out. We co-authored. Uh, along with my wife, called Be a Beast, and it became an international bestseller. And, um, boy, the lives that have changed because of that book, I'm honored. But then here's how you come Mm -hmm. full circle. When I talked earlier about my dad, I got asked to start working with the military, and it is such a passion of mine. Yeah, I love working in sports. I still work in sports. I also work with many companies and entrepreneurs. I mean, uh, when you get your mind right, you can do anything. And most people understand, you know, I think, well, maybe that's the fluff stuff. No, this is everything. Mind mastery equals life mastery. And if you want to be successful, you want to increase your bottom line, follow the system. And that's what our beast training has become. So I started working with Army Rangers, Navy SEALs, and they're just, and these guys are mentally tough. I mean, they've been trained extremely well. And the fact that they could go, oh my gosh, this is what I needed. 
you know, that's very satisfying. And so now I've been back to the Pentagon many times working with them to so that we can bring it out to all the men and, and women of the service. So I'm very excited about that coming up. We're going to be at, at Fort Sam in San Antonio, and I'm bringing professional athletes that are now certified extreme focus coaches. We're going to be there uh, sharing, and, and, and I'll be giving out free books. Everyone who's a, uh, in the armed forces, whether they, they are uh, uh, active or whether they're veterans, are all going to get free books, and we're going to keep going around to bases, and we're going to be, you know, it's just my gift back. And then they can get into our training. And uh, I, I'm so excited about that because the response we've got from the military that has gone through the training is so remarkable. So um, I'm excited. And we're coming out with Extreme Focus magazine. And I'm going to give you uh, so that um, every one of your listeners can get a free year subscription. I'm going to, if this, is going to, this is a uh, – uh, if you text this number – you, you just you sign up, you get a free subscription. And I'm telling you what, I'm so excited. I'll, if you don't mind, I'll tell you some of the, even in the first issue, wow. some of the, the, the things we're covering. But um, so you text EF, because my company's Extreme Focus, so it's just EF MAG, M A G. So EF M A G 2444 Nine, and if you have notes that you can put this somewhere, anybody who okay. texts that, that to that, you're going to get a free subscription. Now, I mean, this is moment it again, ago, it was, it was just E X E F F E F E F M A G E F M A G. You know, and 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 it's at two four 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 nine nine nine. Got it. Okay. And I want to, uh, if it's all right, because I know you have more questions, I, I tend to mm-hmm. just dump right in there. But mm-hmm. um, I just did an interview for the magazine this morning. Um, there's a movie, um, Hacksaw Ridge, which I had the, the privilege of last, uh, of the Skyball in Dallas. I got invited by Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Tim has a foundation called Tug McGraw, who was his dad and and Tug was a friend uh, back. He, he pitched for the Philadelphia Phillies and also for the Mets. But um, this is a very special time with all the Congressional Medal of Honor winners. And uh, uh, Gary Sinise, the actor, uh, was able to set up a private showing for us. I was with the top generals and, and the Congressional Medal of Honor winners to watch this movie, Hackshaw Ridge. And, oh, my gosh, it is amazing. So in the magazine, I'm doing a story from the producer, how he was motivated at the age 10 to read about Desmond Doss and then all the way now to having Mel Gibson direct this movie that should get a lot of Academy Award nominations. It's an amazing movie. But that's a story. Just a, It's a story behind the story. Um, we've got the... The founder, not the founder, but the first guy who ran uh, Apple with, with Steve Jobs. What an interesting story that is. You know, we have some very unique stories um, that we're, we're going to bring forth that are all motivating, but also give you the tools of how it's done. So it's one thing to be motivated, but if you're given the tools, and that's what the Beast Training does, it gives you the tools, you know, so that you can actually 
oh, okay, if I do this, then do this. Remember, I talked about a system. This is a system that it's proven to work. And I've spent my life developing it, so um, excited to, to share it and see other people um, be successful in their lives and, 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 and bring out the, the true potential. I, think, I, I believe that every single person has a genius within them, but we block it. We have so many things that we don't see that we, we keep ourselves frozen. And in, in this, you know, the sphere, there's also when you, when you start something, you know, you're going to be faced with challenges. But when you know these are just challenges that everybody goes through, then you just go, okay, what's a blessing? What can I do to see myself through this? Because I'm committed. And I know for you, you yourself, you're, you're a committed man. Not only in the service, but what you're doing for entrepreneurs and that's, and I'm sure if you're like anybody else, you run into challenges. And sometimes you probably ask yourself, wow, am I making progress? Am I going through it? Because you're human too, just like I am. But if you can celebrate and be grateful for every little victory you make, that's the key to true success. Show with Prince Dykes. Mm, that's true. That's true. And then the thing I wanted to say was like, you know, by asking you a question, kind of put it in full circle, you know, uh, hearing about your history with how you was going from, you know, professional baseball player on that path to become a professional baseball player, suffering a tragic accident. Then turning around and coming back and becoming a professional tennis player. Then after that, going to Hollywood, being in blockbuster hit movies. And it's just like you just live the life of a rock star, you know, going places with Tim McGraw. And it's, it's just crazy. And to put it back in focus of going back what you ended up doing now with mental focus. And the reason why I had reached out to you and things like that, because when I, I, I was reading your book, I was like, wow, I, the things you were saying were, I was like, well, I never thought about that. You know, I, I just like, I never thought about, you know, uh, the process and, you know, I was watching you on YouTube as well when you, you know, you was doing the view, the visualization of yes. how to, the steps and stuff like that. I was like, man, that is so true. I, I did not know how, how much, um, your mental state has to do with you going forward. And I was reading your book even when you were saying this, when you was growing up in, you know, um, I think it was in California, and how, we, you know, the coaches told you you was a rock star, so you actually, hey, you're fast, and you're such a gifted <laughs> athlete, and you, you really thought it. And when you moved to North Carolina, the coach said, hey, you're slow as molasses. You're kind of like, you start to believe it, actually, you know, and then before you move back to Hawaii, and that's just like, wow, your mental state, you know, um, has a lot to do with your success. Because, you know, so I, I, I admit it myself, you know, when people say, hey, hey, Prince, you're doing this and you're doing that. I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'm not doing anything, man. I'm, you know, I'm nobody. And I'm like, wow, if you, if you continue to say that, you'll start to slowly believe it. Yeah. You know? Words so are powerful. Amen. I did not, I did that's not know how. you just put out there. How, <laughs> I did not know how to pour. And that's when I was like, man, I didn't even think about this and how much your mental state can focus you and, you know, from the pro athletes you have taking it from the locker room and putting it into the boardroom 
a piece of the entrepreneurship that you don't think about. You know, you would think we think about money, bottom line, working hard, the grind, you know, mentally being focused into what you're doing. So I know doing throughout your span of all the great things you've done throughout all the years and I know you have probably have to see some cool stories with, you know, some of the, the uh pro athletes that you've uh uh coached and things like that. What is what are some of the things that you see with some of these professional athletes that, you know, been in that world, the Olympics and stuff like that, that separates them from the pack? You know, that's from great, a, great Yeah, it's a great question. And you know what? They're no different than you or me. You know, I mean, and I'm no different than you. It's just a matter of being willing to stay uh, persistent, resilient. Um, I was given, boy, it sounds like I'm boasting. I don't mean to boast. It's just things that I've done that I now respect. At one time I didn't because I thought, well, if I did it, it can't be that big a deal. I was given the Presidential Merit Award for the Grammys. And I I didn't honor it because I thought, well, you know what? If I did it, it can't be that big a deal. And it wasn't until a few years ago, I'm watching the Grammys on television, and they go, and now the Presidential Merit Award. I'm going, wow, that sounds like a big deal. Maybe I should go in the garage, find a box where that is, and bring it out. But I, and then all of a sudden I realized that, you know what? I had a, I had a vision that I put action steps behind to be able to achieve that. And there was a lot of challenges along the way. And so what I have found with working with professional athletes is no difference. I've had three um, baseball players that were stuck in minor league. They couldn't make the transition into major leagues. All I did was help them change their perspective and how they focus, where they put their focus on, on, on the areas that they wanted to move into. And they, each of them, all three of them went on to become MVPs within their major league teams. Um, and, and so it's, it's, it's paying attention to what you're paying attention to and not getting so knocked down when you get knocked down that, oh, my God, well, poor me. Why me? Well, you know what? I haven't met anybody that's successful that hasn't been knocked down. And I think, some, you know, we, uh, people need to know that. It's just... It's how, you know, we can't, sometimes conditions happen. Maybe we can't change the condition, but we can always have power over how we react to it. So now you start creating your conditions rather than always reacting to your conditions. And I think that's the key. There's one player in particular that I'll, I'll tell about. That this, I'll, I'll tell you two quick stories. One is that uh, one of the players, they, he was having the worst season, played for the Baltimore Orioles, having the worst season of his career and he was so stressed out i've been working with him for years he's one that i had started in the minor leagues and he had, you know now is a top star in major league baseball but he was having a you know really tough time and and so we were working and everything and his agent asked me if i'd fly to minnesota they were playing the twins and so i flew back there and you know we talked and you know it was a point where he could either say you know what this program isn't working because i'm just doing you know crappy it's not working and he could have thrown in the towel but that night, we decided to say, you know what? We need to up the ante. We need to work even more with what we're doing. Rather than throwing the towel, and it was like, let's, let's even go to, to a greater degree of focus in on this metal stuff. Let's even go higher. Rather than throw it in the trash, we decided to go higher. Now, he ended up 
leading the Baltimore Orioles in every category. He had 30 home runs. He had the best, he had the best, you know, season of his life and, and became the MVP of the Baltimore Orioles that year. And the newspapers all said, what happened? What happened to this player when he changed so dramatically over one night? Now, they don't know that what we went through that night, but we changed perspective and we also upped the ante in our commitment. And I think, I think those that are out there that are listening to this and that might get to scary sometimes, might get to the point of, can I do this? Is knowing that it's all possible. You know, there are no solutions within a problem. It's all above the problem. It's up in a different energy level. And I, I'm no different. I have to, even today, you know, no matter what I've accomplished, you know, I still have bills to pay. I still have things that, that I have to do, and I have to keep myself in that place of when I start feeling stressed of, oh, how am I going to do this? I have to just shift in that moment and go, take a deep breath, and then, you know, start seeing things and get – one of the big powers that I find is when I just allow myself to tap back into gratitude. Think about what I've done and think what I have, that I have an incredible wife I've been married to for 30 years. I have four incredible wow. sons, you know, that I feel so gifted on. All of a sudden, my energy changes. And all of a sudden, now I'm, in, I'm not in that, that, that vibration of that, I, I, I'm up high, and all of a sudden, solutions just start showing up, showing up, showing up. And it's just amazing. And then the other thing is to celebrate each little thing that you, you know, let's say you have a major task and you can get into overload. But if you celebrate, I, I, I'll give you an example of that. When we moved into this house, I love where we live. We live in a home that we're blessed to have. But when we moved in, we had all these boxes everywhere. And I was like, oh, my God, I was in overwhelm. There's so many boxes everywhere. How did we deal with it? Each box we opened, we clapped and celebrated as a family. So instead of getting bogged down by all the stuff that had to be done, we celebrated each box. And before you knew it, there were no more boxes and the home was the way that we wanted to have it. And that's life. There are times we feel bogged down. That's the time that you need to celebrate the little victories. That's, the more yeah, that's things, a, that was ahead. a very valid point you just said there, because, you know, celebrating those little victories like with the family in the house and stuff like that. And I can just speak for myself personally, you know, uh, that was something I'm guilty on that's that, you know, if I, I hit a milestone, I don't really celebrate. I always look at what I don't have instead of what I accomplished. It's like, okay, well, you've done that. Well, you're still not here yet, so you need to keep going. You're still not, and you just not even taking the time to turn around and say, man, look how, you know, blessed and fortunate you are to have an amazing wife and amazing son and to and create all this stuff you've done with school, education, military career, personal life, business. And, you know, cause you still focus on going here, going here, going here and you become unappreciative in a way. Yeah. Cause you're always on that grind. You're always on that grind. So, and it kind I, of bogs I, you. If you, you could end up bogging yourself down if you're not looking at it that way. I, I many times tell, when I go into work with an entrepreneur or a business, I say, you know, you're too busy to be successful. <laughs> you know, that, that sounds kind of crazy, but it is. You know, um, we have a saying in the Beast program, slow down to get there fast. And that's about slowing down and doing exactly what you're talking about right now because things then just expand so much quicker. The more times you can say thank you, Paul, thank you, the more things you have to be thankful for. I mean, this is a simple process, but we overlook it. 
we just we just blow right by it because we're in the grind, as you said. And I mean, bottom lines, I've worked with companies that literally have had, you know, gone from, you know, deep in the into into the red, into the uh, millions, into the black, just by these little shifts. Because everything is about your attitude. It's everything that you do. It's just amazing. It just blows me away time and time again how when you shift the way you look at things, you know, in the Bible, it says in, in Matthew, it says those that have much, you know, I'm, just, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Those that have much will have more. Those that have less will have less. And you think, wow, what a cool statement. That What, is that? what does that mean? Well, I think there's a word that's missing. That's just the way I look at it. The word is gratitude. Now, you add that word to this and think of this. Those that have much gratitude will have more. Those that have less gratitude will have less. Well, think about wow. it. If you have everything and you're not grateful for it, you have nothing. But if you have very little that you're grateful for, it, you have everything. You're now tuned in to The Investor Show. Very, very true. You know, okay. That makes, that makes a lot of sense, you know, when you uh, tie everything together, when you mentally focus. And, and, and why is it one of those things that, like, um, you know, your mental focusness and and it can be applied to anybody and everybody, even a person that's not an entrepreneur, a person who gets up every day, who... Uh, a, a, the college student that is going to school every day and maybe working a part-time job, maybe working and going to school, maybe a parent or whatnot, and they're trying to finish up that college degree so they could get this good job or that promotion or whatever the case may be. And you're going through life with school, you got family, you got uh, your career you're trying to chase after, you're trying to network, you're trying to do this, you have dreams, aspirations, family problems, issues, and, you, and your vision just become cluttered. The entrepreneur, you know, going into entrepreneurship is not an easy task. It's not for the, you know, uh, I won't say for the weak, but it's it's not for the easily frail people uh, to go into. So you got all these things that's going on, and even when you do get to that point in life where you want to be or you desire to be, now you're trying to figure out ways to stay there and to grow from there. So uh, my point is that everybody's vision is clear, and you probably don't even realize it, you know, and... And it's one of those things you just don't think about, you know. You don't wake up one day and just be like, I wonder how my mental focus is. Am I really focused on what I need to do and how do I need to get focused? How am I viewing life and how can I think clear and see myself in that position and know how to get myself there? Because I just think that, you know, a lot of people just walk around with clutter and don't even know it. You know, you don't, yeah. you know, you don't even recognize your clutter. You're just like, yeah, 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 I, yeah, I want to go do this. And, yeah, I, yeah, you know, I always wanted to do this. And that's one spot when I was recapping, I forgot about the music industry part. You know, you walked over that part. <laughs> I forgot all about it. Oh, yeah, I had a record company. It was distributed through Universal. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, I was in Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola commercials. And, yeah, pro athletes, pro tennis. <laughs> I'm like, goodness, it's a complete rock star. But uh, that's the thing about it. You know, everybody has 
you know, if you talk to anybody, everybody has dreams, aspirations, things they're working on, things that are going good, things that are going bad, you know, or whatever. And you just don't realize that you're walking with a bunch of bags and that you're cluttered and, you know, you just, oh, man, you know, I didn't get the job I wanted. I didn't get the promotion I don't want. You know, things are not going good with my boss. Things are not going good with my distributor. You know, sales are not going the way I want them to go. This is not going to, ah, ah, you know. And you don't realize that all this stuff is really just cluttering your vision. That's why I think one of the biggest things is, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you so much. So, you know, with all those things I just told you, right, and even I wrote a book mm-hmm. called Songwriting for Dummies. So it's sold hundreds of thousands of books, I mean, worldwide. But with all that, right, I at one point lost every penny I had, everything, because I invested in some property that, um, you know, was very valuable property, but interest rates weren't so high we couldn't make the project work. And I signed personal guarantees. And so I lost Every penny, every penny, because personally guaranteed they wow. wiped me out completely. And so you know, they go, oh, how disastrous that could be. But living the same principles that we're talking about now, losing every penny, every penny. I mean, I had no money. Here I'd already been a professional tennis player. I was living this. And at the time, I was dating my now wife of 30 years. And um, I remember I had to call her and say, hey, we can't go out tonight. And she says, why? I said, I don't have a penny. I've, I've, I've lost everything. And, and, uh, and she goes, well, why can't we go out? I said, you didn't hear me. She says, I heard you, but I can, I can pay for our dinner. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and, 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 but, but here's the deal. Even in that loss, which you think, and, uh, you know, it's dramatic, I look back at it now going, it was the greatest gift that was ever given to me. I mean, believe it or not, because I probably would not be married to Kathy today. I wouldn't have these four incredible kids because my head was in the wrong place. I was so into what I had rather than really allowing who I am to show up. And when she still loved me, I, it was really, it was like, wow, she likes me for me? It's like, wow, that's mm-hmm. incredible. I, I thought it was all the stuff I had. So having wow. a chance, you know, to, to lose everything and yet gain more than you could ever ask for then you, you look at life a little bit differently. And, and that's why I can say I, can, I feel blessed because, yeah, you know, it might look like my life has been golden. But you know what? I have challenges. I've, I've gone through some really challenging things in my life, just like anybody else. Mm-hmm. But there are, that's what I said, my mastery equals life mastery. And there's gifts in everything. You know, we do... In, in our Extreme Focus program and our Beast program, we have what's called the Beast Mode On 30-Day Challenge. And it's mm-hmm. 30 days. We have two calls a week, and we have all these you know, videos with the training. I have watched lives completely change in those 30 days. And really, they do change for the positive, but I say, hey, it's just the beginning because life goes on. And, and so it's just amazing to, to – and it's simple stuff. It's not rocket science stuff. You know, you're talking about, wow, I didn't think about that. And, and it wasn't anything that, that you're like, like, well, that'd be really hard to do. It's actually easy to do. So that's what I say. There's a system to follow that absolutely leads to your success in life. You're, and success in life is more than just financial gain. But financial gain is wonderful. But it's success in life in every aspect. So you have inner contentment. You have more love that you give to yourself that then you're able to give to others. Okay. 
And I had I had this question for you. I don't know if you ever heard this saying, but I always hear it and I always kind of see it floating around. They always say the the saying goes something like this, if I'm saying it correctly, where it say, hey, people who have a lot of time don't have money. And people who have a lot of money don't have time. Uh, where when you start to gain success, usually your success kind of has, maybe it may have some type of financial gain, which means that you have more, uh, schedule becomes busier. The schedule becomes busier, you're doing more things, and you start to neglect the things that are the most important to you. Like, you know, uh, your spouse, children, maybe friends or whatever, because you're so caught up in the grind and trying to get to this point or trying to maintain or trying to grow or whatever the case may be, that you, you're so focused, you're taking losses, like you did, like you said, when you, when you took that loss. Like, me personally, if I'm just, just being 100% honest with myself now if i lost everything and my wife was like hey i, I got dinner i could pay for it i probably now nah, i'm not going i got too much on my head you know that was that was just been my thought process you know I, I just wouldn't have said hey let's you know what let's go out and celebrate life you know i've been like man you know i just lost everything i have nothing or, or whatever the case may be what would you say to that person well you know what Words and phrases are powerful, and we, we fall into traps all the time. You know, we get, you know, that's letting other people and other sayings dictate your life. You know, you, you hear the saying, can't have your cake and eat it too. Why in the world make the cake if you can't eat it? We have so many dumb sayings. You know, oh, if you mm-hmm. have money, you're going to be too busy to enjoy it. Ah, what a, I mean, think about these things. We, can, we are the creators, or co-creators, because I believe God is creating with us every day if we open up to that. I mean, so you be the dictator of what it is instead of falling trapped to these old sayings. There's so many dumb sayings that we say that we don't even know we're saying them. And yet our mind doesn't know, our subconscious mind doesn't know what's real or not real. So it accepts it. And then it becomes part of our belief system. And it freaking completely puts us in a box. And then we can't expand to where we're really meant to expand to. So I say, blow any of those things up. Blow them up. There is no mm-hmm. box. You don't have to even step outside the box. Blow up the box. There is no box. There is no boundaries. And you decide. You, you know, when you talked about earlier about my life, how one place I was a star athlete, then I go and the coaches tell me I'm slow as molasses. I let them tell me that, and all of a sudden I go, oh, wow. I started running the football different. I started looking over my shoulder going, well, who's going to catch me? I just had a concept I never thought of before. I looked at myself differently that I even became fat. I even looked, because I looked at myself differently, because I let other people tell me who I was, rather than learning that I could tell who I was to the world. And if I united in partnership for me with my maker, oh, my gosh, the life, I can be a co-creator in this. And so throw all that I call it BS, out the window. You decide. Mm-hmm. If you have money, make sure you take the time. Create your life rather than constantly react to it and let the conditions dictate your life. You create it. You're a creator. You're here. Life is evolving. Be a part of it, not just, you know, decisions are going to be made whether you personally make those decisions or not. Decisions are going to be made. Why don't you take control and make the decisions? And start seeing things differently because you are making the decision. So make the decision right now to say, hey, if I make money, I'm also going to have more time. 
rather than buy the, the concept that, well, if I get out there and I get, get a business, it's going to have to be this way. A lot of people feel that way. I, I think what you just said is really mm-hmm. true for a lot of people because that's the, they allow themselves just to buy that stuff. That goes back to, well, you can't have your cake and eat it too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bake a cake and I'm going to eat it. <laughs> that's, that's true. Well, you're, you're, you're the dictator of your life. And that's right. You know, you, you kind of, you know, I'm just, cause like I said, I just be honest. I just be honest and I just be myself and I just tell the truth. You know, I just like, what? I lost everything. And you want to go out and have pizza and you think I'm going to be able to focus on eating pizza and, you know, getting to know you when I just, I'm, I can't have a conversation because I'm going to stare out to the skies and wonder what am I going to do next? And, you know, how did I get to this point? How could I be so stupid to lose everything? I'll become insecure. You're like, well, maybe I'm just a dumb person. That's why I lost everything or whatever. This person didn't lose it. Who makes that? That, that would have just probably been the mental side of the house, you know. Or maybe I wouldn't have said that and conveyed that in a conversation, but that would have been rambling in the back of my head, becoming insecure of now you're scared to move forward. Now you're scared to do these things. But throughout my life and networking and meeting people, you know, meeting people uh, like you that sit back and say, hey, I've been there. That happens to uh, you know, the most successful people fail the most and they have to start over and, you know, but it's the, you know, but, you know, just going through the situation, the average Joe Blow person would be like, what? I just lost everything. I'm just going to go out here and just have a nice dinner and we'll be focused on, um, what we don't have versus what we do have. Yeah. You know, you know our, I want to make mm-hmm. a statement on that one because, you know, it's a hope that's really hits home. Mm-hmm. What we feed will grow. What we starve will die. You choose what you want to focus on and what you want to feed in your life. If you want to feed, I lost everything and I can't now enjoy my life. And I will say this at the same time. I had some of those doubts. You th- I'm human. I go, oh, man, you know, why did I fail? What, what could I have done differently? I had all those things. I'm not. But I don't feed it. I didn't then decide to go, what have I learned from it? And if I can use everything as a learning experience, then it's not failure. I, when I played professional uh, tennis, I lost a lot. You know, I, I, I got to be a world-ranked player, but I didn't win all the time. I lost more mm-hmm. than I won. And, and one of the things I noticed when I look back is I didn't take advantage of my losses. That's why I think I've become such a good coach is because I don't allow anybody who's working with me to let a loss not move them forward. Because I look back at what I didn't move, I would go, oh, I lost. And then I'd carry that into the next week. And I'd carry it into the next week. Wow. I, one of the reasons I have success in helping those uh, achieve more is that we don't look at losses as failure. We look at losses as a great opportunity that God has helped us to have because they'll even make us better. And when you do that, then bigger things happen. Every experience now becomes like you actually look back and go, God, I'm so glad that happened because I've become better because of it. And I would have never been able to get to this uh, amazing place I'm in now. Everything is a, you know, like I tell people, you don't take uh, 
L's and losses, you take, you know, lessons out of life because it will come. You know, they, you know, no matter who you are, what you are, you know, it will come. It's those missed shots, those missed opportunities that you take the advantage to learn from and to move forward. And, and, and then, you know, you don't think about your mental, you know, everybody is busy. You know, if you just look at life and just step away, everybody's just, you wake up in the morning, everybody's just trying to get to, they're rushing to their job, they're rushing back home, they're rushing to the phone call, they're rushing to the school to grab their kids, they're rushing to, everybody's just in this rat race. And, but, you know, you, you, you don't see nothing wrong with it because mom did it, dad did it, the person next to you is doing it, the person behind you is doing it, everybody's just doing it. You just think like, hey, this is life, this is what it's about, you know, or whatever, this is what I have to do to move forward, you know. I have to do this in order to go forward. And you just don't realize that, you know, that, you know, your vision is cloudy and that you get so caught up into the go that you forget to sit back and relax. And to look at, you know, the things that come to you uh, the most. And that's a very true thing that you said. Whatever you feed, you know, or whatever you feed will grow. You know, sometimes when you start to have success in one area, it starts to lack in another area. You know, it starts, you start to become so caught up in the grind here that you don't turn around and say, hey, well, this is what I'm losing. This is what I'm not feeding anymore. You know, but how would you give somebody, what, what, what advice what would you say to that person or maybe that person, it goes to relationships too, relationships to uh, business, to the college student, to the entrepreneur. When they get caught in this grind, how do you balance it all? Okay. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's just what you do is, one, forgive yourself for getting caught up in the grind. Once you become awake, to pay attention to what you're paying attention to. You can say, well, up until now, I used to do this, but free yourself to say, I am now a man who is awake or a woman who is awake. When you pay attention to your thoughts, you don't allow yourself to fall into those routines that we have developed over life, that, that we, have, we have just, you know, do it almost like unconsciously because, as you said, we get caught up in the rat race. We saw our dads do it. We saw our moms do it. We saw our neighbors do it, you know. But when you become awake, you start seeing that it doesn't have to be that way. And, and mm-hmm. I, this is going to be a funny saying, but this is really drives me a lot. I say that God or universe or, or the world is conspiring to support me, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And so whatever happens, I have an attitude, oh, wait. If it's if this if the world is conspiring to support me, then even though this might look challenging, it must be something good in it. And even at the time it might be challenging, with that kind of attitude, something good always comes out of it. Just like I mentioned when I lost everything, something tremendously good came out of it. Tough when I was going through it, but look at the gift I got. It was you know how, how can I have any greater gift than having a marriage that's lasted. 30 years and have four incredible kids that I mean, I'm wow. just, that's my biggest accomplishment in life. You might say, well, what about the, you know, the Grammy? What about the movies? What about whatever bestselling, you know, whatever it is, nothing is even closer remotely as valuable to me as my family. Wow. You know, some people say, well, you've done it all. You have this and this. And I said, wait a minute. Do you have love? Well, well Yeah. Well, that's far more greater than any, any of these other things that I've done. 
that's the most important thing. And if you have that, then, then and, and, and if you honor whatever's happened in your life and you honor it, you've got everything I've got and more maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, you know, I just want to put this in there before I, uh, I'm doing this interview. I learned that's why I wanted to do this interview. I learned even more about you, and uh, to my uh, listeners and fans out there that's, uh, you know, that tuned in, they even learned more about you as well. And I wanted to say, the first two people that uh, sent me an email to my email address, Prince P R I N C E at RoyalFinancials.com. It'll be in the uh, description box. The first two people, I'm going to send them a copy of Mr. Austin's best-selling book, Be a Beast. Be a Beast, right? And my yep. stipulation is that if you uh, like the book, you enjoy the book, you go to Amazon, and you leave a review. So the first two people, email me the word Dave Austin, don't drop it in the comment box. Don't, you know, tell a friend or share it or whatever. Send me an email that says Dave Austin. So I know the first two people that send me an email, they will get a copy sent out to their uh, house, wherever they're located, you know, in the world. So that's that's my awesome. thing as well. Well, awesome. But that's a, uh, the, the, thing, the, thing I want to, the thing I want to reiterate on that is that I like to have, I, I like to have guests and I like to have see people hear from People who's been through a lot in life, you know, from the Grammys to, you know, movie star to uh, professional tennis to professional sports in general to, you know, coaching, you know, professional and celebrity athletes, being, you know, a best-selling author. Those are the people I like to see and hear and talk to because they have so much knowledge that they have been through and seen. And that's what I want the listeners to see. Because sometimes in your world and your life, you know, you hang around people that are just like you. You know, I remember my first job when I was a teenager, I worked at Domino's Pizza. So I talked to everybody that worked at Domino's. If I had, if I was going through something, I spoke with somebody who worked at Domino's. Not saying it was bad people, but those people, you know, they were pretty much just like me. They haven't experienced anything, seen anything. So I may end up seeing something that, you know, getting, you know, uh, not bad advice, but it may not be the best advice. And to sit back and be able to, you know, tune in from anywhere in the world and say, hey, boom, I can hear from somebody who's been there to, you know, who's done all these great things, you know, met all these type of great people, been on all these great platforms, to sit back and hear them and say, wow, I didn't know that he had experienced a car accident like that, that deterred him. How did, what was your mental state going through that? You know, to know that you're on a path that, hey, everybody's patting you on the back, then to wake up and say, I have to learn how to walk. Or to go from the athlete that's, you know, making all this money, you know, living this type of lifestyle to making one bad investment and I don't have it no more. What is the mental capacity that places a person in? That is, you know, phenomenal to see them come back and hear what they have to say and how they look back on that. So, you know, and to move forward with it as well. So well, my thing is like, how do you get those people, those same exact people with their, their mindset and their mental when they get into that point, like, you know, like, how did you feel when you had that car accident, going through that and knowing, man, I was on my way. I was right there. And now I have to go do this. You know, how, what type of mindset did you put yourself in? You know, because you just, I, I had just focused myself on becoming this professional athlete. Now it's, I've been derailed. 
you know, now I'm laying on the couch or maybe I'm in a wheelchair or on crutches or whatever the case may be. What type of mental place do you put yourself in? Well, you know, I, I, I cried. <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah. I, I'm not going to deny I didn't cry. And when God, you know, mm-hmm. wait a minute, I thought this is what I'm supposed to do in life. And if I can't walk, how can I do that? And I, and to, I have to say miracles took place that I was healed. But I, I um, you know, it is a mindset of going, well, it happened, and I can either live in this misery and in these tears, or I can rise beyond that. And I chose to rise beyond that and uh, learn and step-by-step step to walk again and, to, and still stay committed and stay, I mean, I have to say, in partnership. God helped me through this because I know, I, I felt at that time so strongly that I was meant to be a professional athlete. Who would have dreamed that I'd become a professional tennis player? I mean, that's wild, you know? You know, I wouldn't have even thought that. But I was doing it more to help get myself rehabilitated. And then I got passionate about the game. And, um, and, and it's funny, if I look back my sophomore year in college, as it happened through my freshman and sophomore year, I played baseball my sophomore year in college and I was like this, this star my freshman year and all of a sudden I didn't, I didn't play as well and, and because I was just coming off the, you know, getting used to it, you know, going through so much rehabilitation, I didn't do the off-season work I normally do and I was like, oh my gosh and I felt like a failure at first and, and I transferred down to San Diego State and, and decided to, but sports is such a big part I, I went on as a, as a walk-on in tennis and then you know, after a year, earned a scholarship. But it's interesting how, if I look back, if I had the mental training I had now, so there's really good mental parts that I just gave you, but if I had the mental training I had now, I probably wouldn't have stopped baseball. I would have just said, oh, hey, that's, that's a bump in the road. I can work through this. But at that age, I went like, oh, my gosh. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not the ball player I was because just one year, my sophomore year, I always hit over 300, always. And I didn't hit over 300 mm-hmm. that year. So I felt like, oh, my gosh, I can't do it, you know. And that's not true, but I bought into it. But the gift is is that I didn't stop. At least I, I did something that, you know, probably crazy to do, it, you know, because I look back, I go, how in the world did I become and even make a D1 college tennis team? You know, I had a belief in me that I was a better athlete. And even if that wasn't necessarily true, I believed it so thoroughly, uh, on, on some of the ability that I didn't have as a tennis player, I won matches strictly because of my belief. I was able to out-mental wow. them. In. And then, hey, you know, what, but then I went through a change. Once I became a professional and I got out there, I realized that, oh, wait a minute, I'm not a better athlete. And all of a sudden, that belief I realized wasn't real. I, so then I had to get, you know, even though I was technically better, I now wasn't as mentally strong. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And so then I had to wow. go through. I took my bumps and bruises. Because I didn't have that, that belief that wasn't necessarily true, but I believed it so thoroughly. I won matches because of it. And all of a sudden, I realized how good of an athlete a tennis player is. That just because I was a good football player, baseball player, didn't make me better than them. Oh, my gosh. Then I had to go and readjust. And now I'm a better tennis player, but I'm losing more. Because <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it, it's done into you as you believe. The deeper belief you have, the more success you're going to have in anything. Wow. So that's why you need to keep building your belief system up. That's why, as I say, even I'm selling, but that's why I love people going through Peaceful On because half the journey of those 30 days 
is open your eyes to how I develop a stronger belief system and what I can do. Wow. Okay. Well, okay. I, I will say this. I will say this, Mr. Austin. Um, definitely was awesome having you on the show and sharing so much information. And uh, uh, thoroughly enjoy you being here. I thoroughly enjoy what you're doing, opening my eyes to new things and uh, my listeners as well. Um, you have anything that you want to close out with? Just, um, I think my closing statement will be you know, thank you, first of all, for being in this. And anyone who's listening to this, know there's always something more. It's beyond you. Live a life that's beyond you. Feel a bigger presence in you so that when you are in a challenging situation, you can say, and know there's something beyond you that gives you the strength to endure and go through anything and come out of it strong. Okay. All right. Um, like I said again, you know, everybody out there, thank you guys for tuning in once again to the Investor Show. As always, this is your host, Prince Dyke. Uh, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, the share button, like button, or whatever the case may be. Have you listening to this around the world or how you may get this or whatever. Um, but uh, check out Mr. Austin. How can they get in contact with you, Mr. Austin? Well, you know, Extreme Focus is the name of my company. So ExtremeFocus.com. That's one. Okay. And you can even, when you go there, you can contact. You can go to support at Extreme Focus. I'll see it. I'll get it. Okay. Um, you know, sign up for one of our programs. Um, you can also go to BeABeastBook.com. That's another way. Um, so, um, yeah, explore and um, feel free to reach out. We're very, we, we, when people reach out to us, we get excited because it's people who take action that are the winners in life. It's like when you said the first two people who are going to get a free book that, that's really nice of what you're doing. Well, whoever are those first two have a greater chance of success in their life because they took quick action. And that's another common denominator between successful people. Wow. Taking the action. Yep. You know. All right. All right. I, uh, thank you for coming on. I know you're a busy man. And uh, thank you. Thank you, Prince. All the best. All right. All right. Thank you. All right.